0: just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit com. that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Do you ever feel like you need to write in every line of your child's baby book? Are there days when the camera doesn't leave your hand or do you intentionally keep it tucked away on some family outings? As with most things in life, it's all about balance, right? So join me today and fellow podcast host and photographer, Jenna Arvidson, as we talk through the idea of over-documenting our days. We discuss what made Jenna begin to think about over-documentation, how to decide what to document and what not to, and easy shifts to simplify this area and more. But before we get to the conversation, I just wanted to ask how you've been enjoying my new book, Minimalist Moms, Living and Parenting with Simplicity. So far, I've heard wonderful feedback and have been blown away by the positive responses. I love seeing you reading it on social media, and I just appreciate all the love and kindness that I've experienced over the last couple of months. Um, If you've recently finished or are about to do so, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Amazon? It helps other readers find the book and prompts the publisher to print more copies just to keep it in stock. Thank you in advance for your time with this. I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes for you. Now before we get started, just a quick word from one of the sponsors of today's podcast. You've heard me talk about quality over quantity before, so my ears perk up when I discover a company that provides quality products. I was pleasantly surprised to discover OneQuince.com is a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialist factories. Quince focuses on essential products with low design costs, cashmere crews, super soft fleece pants, silk camis. You could create a simple capsule wardrobe without skimping on quality. Their brand is always equal or greater quality than the leading luxury brands at a much lower price thanks to the manufacturer-to-consumer model. It can be difficult to find a brand that prioritizes production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. However, this is of utmost importance to Quince, which adds to the list of why I'm happy to have discovered this site. If you're looking for tops, hoodies, robes, outerwear, throws, Quince has tons of variety. Quince has totally transparent prices up to 50 to 80% less than other brands. And if you're not completely satisfied with Quince, they will give you a full refund. Customer satisfaction is a top priority. Again, quality shouldn't be a luxury. Try Quince today. Get free shipping and 365-day free returns. Just go to onequince.com slash minimalist. Many of their collections sell out immediately. So go to onequince.com minimalist. That's onequinc dot minimalist. Jenna, thank you so much for joining me again today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Diane. I'm so excited to be back on your show. Absolutely. I would say that that episode that we did, I don't know, it was probably around two years ago when you were on the show or maybe a little less than two years ago. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's been a little while, but time has been
1: a tricky thing for me to keep track of these days. So I can't remember either.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say that episode was so wonderful. Let's declutter toys. And I felt like you gave so many practical pieces of advice that I honestly hadn't thought of before. So I knew I, wa- I really wanted you back at some point. So I'm excited to have you here today. Before we get into our conversation and our topic, I'm going to have you just reintroduce yourself though to people that may not have listened to that episode. And if they haven't, I do want to direct them back to that. But yeah, go ahead and reintroduce yourself
1: and we'll get started. Awesome. Thank you so much, Diane. And I agree. It's just so fun to come on and chat with you because I always learn stuff from you when we do these interviews too. But yeah, I'm the host of the Simple Home Podcast. Uh, My name is Jenna. I live in Colorado with my husband and three kiddos, and I'm also a family photographer. So I have had the pleasure to meet so many moms with young kids, which has really encouraged my simplicity journey and just help me to really see that we all have these areas that are so hard and taking away from motherhood and just really streamline the areas that i want to help moms focus on in getting more clarity and feeling lighter so that they can enjoy these little moments you know that they pay me to capture on film but then they don't really get to enjoy them at home and so yeah just working with moms either through the podcast or photography or through some of my courses it's it's just truly a blessing because it helps me just i think as much as it helps them so
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think we relate on a lot of different levels. I feel like we're very similar. So maybe that's why I like talking to you so much. I just feel like we would get along so well if we lived in the same state. But you said something about how moms, how did you phrase it? You just said moms don't get to capture these moments that you capture. Is that what you just said? Well, yeah, I feel like you know they
1: pay me to come take pictures of their kids and their families. And Often, I always meet with moms before my sessions and kind of talk about, you know, what do you want with these sessions? Why did you hire me as your photographer? What are those little things about your kiddos that you don't want to forget? You know, like the way your daughter twirls in her skirts or, you know, your two year old's little feet. I don't know about you, but I am obsessed with my kids' feet until they get big and, and <laughs> yucky, but they're just so yeah. cute. And so, you know, some of those little things that I pull out of them when we have these conversations. They realize that they're not actually enjoying those, like just in their everyday, because they're so crazy busy or they're thinking about laundry or cleaning up the toys or all those things. And, you know, so when I talk about like capturing those moments, I want to be able to do that for them in photos, but I also want them to be able to see those moments just
0: in their everyday life, too. Mm-hmm no absolutely it is a little time capsule and that said it does lead us to our topic which is over documentation and just documenting our days which is a great thing again it's a little time capsule but i think sometimes it really does take away from the moment and i'm i'm curious if maybe you started thinking about this because you're a photographer and have noticed this i guess what what prompted you to want to talk about this first first of all so I think
1: two things. One is when I had my first baby, my mom gave me this beautiful baby book, you know, where you document their first laugh, their first smile, what, you know, milestones at month one, month two, month three, all the way through their first year. And then it got a little easier where it was like, you know, just their main things for each year until they were like five or something like that. I can't remember, but she gave me this beautiful book. And for the first several months, I was so good at, you know, documenting these things. I'd write down every little noise that he made or all these things. And then I started to realize that it was stressing me out to have to do this. Like I felt like I had to fill in every line in this book, or he wasn't going to have this memory when he grew up and he's not going to know what his first word was, or when his first tooth came in and which tooth it was, or, you know, what, the first person that came to see him in the hospital and all those things that it asked me to document was totally stressing me out. And I felt like I had to fill it out. And then I had my second daughter and my mom gave me the same book because she wanted to make sure, you know, that one didn't have one and one didn't. And I barely wrote anything in it and it completely gave me mom guilt. And I felt like my son was going to get it and she wasn't. And then I had my third son and he there's nothing written in his baby book. Like literally it is completely blank. And I finally realized that I was okay with that. Like I was okay with not documenting all these moments because it caused me so much stress to do it. Um, and then also the photography thing, I've always loved taking photos. And of course, when my kids were born, it just kind of escalated and I, I wanted to capture every single thing. And you know, at birthdays, I wouldn't get to enjoy the birthday party because I was trying to take all the pictures. And at the end of it, I'd be cleaning up and realize like, I don't even know if he enjoyed opening his gifts because I didn't get to enjoy it with him. Um, So both of those things kind of led me to feel like we almost feel like we have to document all this stuff because we're going to forget it. But the truth is that it's okay if we forget it. It's okay if we just enjoy it for the moments that we have it. And we don't remember every little thing. There's going to be plenty of memories that we do have that we don't have to remember at all. So I think that's kind of what led me down this path of just simplifying the things
0: that I had to keep track of on a daily basis. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I can relate to this because I enjoy taking photos too, and I feel like I'll see something and. Whether it's a photographer's eye or just being creative, you want to capture that. But I think there really is a balance to strike, and that's what I feel like I've I've fallen into bad habits, I guess, in the past with it because I've not prioritized being in that moment and being present. uh, Because I want to either share the photos on social media, or I want I do want to have them for a later date, and I love to create the scrapbooks with them. But yeah, I think it's really striking a balance with this is so important.
1: Yeah, I completely agree and and when I say this, I don't mean like don't document anything. Of course, I think it's like every other area in our life. If we kind of step back and think like why do we want these pictures in the first place? What do we want to remember? We'll realize that we don't have to remember every single moment. We can really focus on those like my my youngest son he's 5 he lives outside he will not come inside unless i make him come inside it doesn't matter if it's muddy or snowing or raining or anything he just loves being outside and that in and of itself is a memory i'm not going to forget just because i don't capture every moment of him being outside i'm going to remember you know, from a few maybe pictures of him muddy and a couple pictures of him in the snow. That's probably all that I need to remember that that's something that is him innately. And that's, you know, to just kind of document who he is at this stage. I don't have to document every day that he plays outside. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I think Okay, here's my my struggle. So on Mother's Day, I always really want a picture of me and my kids. I want to see how they grow throughout each Mother's Day. And people in my family will get really annoyed with me because I'm like, oh, I just really want to make sure that we have time to get this photo. And I think that that, again, is the balance that I need to strike to say, don't be so consumed with getting this. But again, I guess one of my questions for you is, how do we decide what to document and what not to do in this area? So documentation doesn't have to just be photos. I like that you mentioned your baby book too, but I guess, what do you have to say about that? So uh, first to talk about
1: the mother's day thing, (laughs) I do the exact same thing on mother's day. Like that is the day that I want a family picture because it's, it's my day and I want to get a family picture, but you're right. It can cause stress in the day. And so a couple things on that particular thing, and then I'll answer the rest of your question. But one is, to remember that that photo doesn't have to be picture perfect. This is where I falter sometime where I'm like, I'm going to make my kids wear this outfit and it's going to be the perfect photo and we're going to find a pretty place and I'm going to do it at sunset or whatever. But instead of that, maybe you just think, okay, I want a photo with my whole family, but it's okay. No matter where it is, it's okay. Mm-hmm. No matter what my kids are wearing, because they're going to look just like them and that's really, I mean, that's really the precious parts of our family is not, you know, those picture perfect ones. So mm-hmm. of course, I always encourage people to get family photos taken once a year, once every couple years that are a little more formal that somebody else takes. But when you're talking about like your mother's day one, where you want to be in it, just remember that it doesn't have to be perfect. If it's stressing you out, then just, you know, gather on the couch and take a selfie where you're in it and everybody's in it. And, um, you know, they're, they may look, you know, away from the camera or whatever, but at least you're documenting that moment each year. So I do that too and I totally <laughs> I totally feel you on that one because it's hard. It it does create some stress throughout the day. But then as far as like deciding what to document, what I decided to do when the when I really realized that this was taking away from me being present with my kids, I started to think about like what's one time a year maybe where I can just purpose to get really good pictures of each kiddo. And so I decided that that would be their birthday month. So I have an October birthday, a December birthday and a February birthday. And so for that month, I just focus on that kiddo. And, you know, I try to take pictures of my daughter dancing around in her dress up outfits or her with her favorite toy, or maybe her with her favorite friend at that moment. So I think about some of these things that really make her who she is this year. Mm -hmm. And I just try to take a few photos and it could be five, it could be 10, it could be one, you know, but what I figure is if I get one really good picture of each kiddo each year, that Mm -hmm. is going to be more than enough when they are grown for them to see how they grew. And it's not that I don't take pictures throughout the year as well of them. Of course I do. But this is the month where I'm just going to allow myself to just document that kid and not feel pressure to take pictures of anything else or, Mm -hmm. you know, or miss anything. So that's one thing that's really worked for me is just focus on them during their birthday month. And then something else is like, As far as I used to struggle with wanting to write things down, you know, like when your kid says something really funny (laughs) or something Uh like that. And that was really hard for me. I think because I love photography, the taking photos is something that I'm doing anyway, but remembering to write things down. And then I stress about it because I couldn't remember what it was. So now what I do is if, if somebody says something that I'm like, Oh man, that's really funny. I'll text it to my husband real quick. And then it's in our text thread. If we want to go back to it Mm -hmm. or maybe I'll take a little video of them with my phone. You know, I'll be like, Hey, say that joke again. Or, you know, that was really funny what you just said. And then we'll have their voice with it. Mm -hmm. But if it causes you stress, then let it go. That's, that's what I always tell myself. Like, if this is something that's causing me stress, then I'm not going to worry about documenting it. So if writing little things down that they say is funny, is causing me any kind of anxiety, then I'm going to stop doing it until it feels okay again, because It's just not worth it. You know, you want to live in the moment. You don't have to, you don't have to put all that pressure on yourself to remember all these things because ultimately we're gonna forget them anyway.
0: Right. So that's so funny that you mentioned that part of it because I was really diligent about the baby book with Charlotte. And then with Martin, I was pretty good about it. And with Benji, oh my gosh, he doesn't even have a baby book. (laughs) And so (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, Benjamin. It just it faded. Um, all that to say, I do have a running note in my phone that I sometimes remember to write in, but I do think that just being present in that moment, if they're going to ask me in the future, something silly that they said, I'm sure I can come up with something to appease them. I can give some silly story, I guess, that would be beneficial to share. And I think that those are the ones, the ones that we remember, I think are the ones that really do stand out the most, right? I feel like that makes sense. Yeah
1: yep i think so too and and the truth is like if you think about you as an adult how many times have you asked your parents like mm-hmm. what was my first word or you know where was i when <laughs> when mm-hmm. i took my first step or even some of those big milestone moments like i remember them with a couple of my kids but to be totally honest i don't remember them with all my kids but that's okay i remember other things about those kids because like you said they stand out to me mm-hmm. and so it's not like i don't have anything to share with them but i I don't have everything to share with them if that makes sense. <laughs> no, and
0: that's that's an important thing to clarify or just to to state is that the important moments you do remember and it's not hard to recall them because they were important and profound. So if Martin asks, "Hey, what was my first food?" maybe I don't remember, but I'm like, there was this one time though, you were so silly with, and then tell the rest of the story. And I think yeah. again, that, that makes them feel good that that we remember parts of their childhood, but it kind of takes away the guilt of having to write down every cute thing they do because they do cute things all the time. So we can't possibly keep up with that. I think that that would just set us up for failure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it is hard, like you said, with your third and with my third, I mean, it's hard, the more kids that you have, to remember Mm. to do that. And then you get this guilt, like, well, one of them has it and the Mm. other ones don't. Um, and so I try to remind myself, like maybe my youngest child doesn't have his baby book (laughs) because I didn't, I didn't write anything in it. Maybe he'll gift it to his kid or something, but he does have, I have a lot more moments with him where he was home with me because the other two were already at school. Mm. And so I have a lot of, you know, moments where we're just at the grocery store all the time together, or, you know, those daily chores, he's kind of like my buddy alongside me with those. So he may not have that first child baby book with all the details written in it, but I have probably more stories around just our daily activities because I've been home with him the whole time. So Mm -hmm. there's a trade-off, but you, don't, you just don't have to feel guilty about, you know, not doing it with one as good as you did with the other, I don't think.
0: If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Looks that you can grab too. So, right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A R M O I R E, dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. No, I definitely agree. In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. 2020 was interesting, so let's just do a mental health check-in. How are you, really? And what do you need right now? Humans are not meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is that you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Minimalist Mom listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com slash minimalist. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash minimalist. Watching your little one learn and grow is the best feeling in the world, but finding the right toys to help them grow and learn can be challenging especially when it comes to minimalism. I am very intentional about what I bring into the home, and I never want to overwhelm my children with too many toys and clutter up their spaces, but that's kind of what led me to Love Every. Love Every's play kits are designed by experts for your child's developing brain, and each play kit is tailored to your child's exact learning state, so they have the right toys for the right time, and they have new play kits that are delivered every few months that can grow with your child. As a minimalist, it does bear mention that I'm not against buying things for kids, it's just being intentional about what we're buying them and making sure it aligns with the values we've decided for our family. One of my favorite things that Benjamin received in his box was this little lock box that he can tinker with, just really trying to problem solve how to open each lock. It's well made with a portable handle which he especially loves carrying around the house. Choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at com slash minimalist. That's love every, L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash minimalist for free shipping. com slash minimalist. One of my last questions here was... What easy shifts can we make to simplify this area? And I think that you've already kind of mentioned a few, especially when it comes to the holidays. Maybe we just don't feel like we have to obtain perfection. And honestly, those are my favorite pictures anyways. Even if I'm doing a photo shoot for other families, I always much prefer the candid photos. But all that to say, what are some of your other thoughts and how we can just make subtle shifts to our days and years to still capture those moments, but maybe not over document?
1: Yeah. One thing I would start with is really just sitting with yourself for like 10 or 15 minutes and thinking about like, what are the things I actually do love about my family right now? The things we do together or, you know, the way my kiddo laughs or the jokes my nine-year-old's telling right now, like, what are the things I really do love and sit down for 10 minutes and just write out some of those things. And then throughout the year, you know, I'm going to try to capture a couple of these pictures. And that way you have kind of an intention. And when you miss the other stuff, you're not going to feel as guilty about it. Like you're not going to be like, Oh, but I didn't capture all of the birthday party. I didn't capture grandma and grandpa, you know, handing the gift to the child or whatever it is. But if you have a few ideas of things that you, you definitely do want to try to capture now, don't be hard on yourself. If you don't get them, that's okay. Or if they change, but I think having a little bit of intention to it allows us to let go of all the other stuff. It allows us just to stay focused on a few things and let go of everything else. And then the other stuff's just bonus at that point. If you do remember to write something down or whatever, it's just kind of a bonus. And If you don't write anything down because that's not one of your intentions, like I've completely let go of that um, for myself because it's just something that's hard for me to remember to do. So if it's not one of your intentions, then you're not going to feel as guilty about it anymore and you can just let it go. So that would be my first thing is just really think through what you want to capture of your family right now and maybe do that every six months or year um, as your family changes a little bit. I know one of the things my kiddos love to ride their bikes. And so last summer, that was one of my intentions was I just want to get some photos of them riding their bikes. If I get nothing else this summer, that's all I want to capture. So just think through some of those things. Um, Another thing we can do is put our phones away sometimes (laughs) because that is like a little distraction in our pocket, right? We constantly have a camera. We constantly have access to the internet, to email, to looking at what other people are posting on social media and all those things. And if we put it away so we can just play a game with our kids and not worry about taking a picture of it or posting it on social media or feeling like we have to, you know, show all the things we're doing with our kids to the rest of the world to feel like we're just as good a parents as they are. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's just a good way to relax a little bit and realize that you're really just documenting for you, not the rest of the world. Um, That's one trap that I fall into sometimes. I'm like, well, I better get a picture of us at the zoo. So everybody knows that we went to the zoo today Mm -hmm. and really, you know, I should take a picture most days when my kids are sitting on their iPad watching a show so I can get some work done. (laughs) I think we have to remember that we don't have to, we don't have to keep up and we don't have to document just so we can keep up. I think a really good place to start once you kind of feel a little more at ease is to organize the photos you already have. (laughs) We have so many photos on our phones, so many photos, probably on your computer. They're everywhere, but none of them are printed. None of them can you enjoy. Um, we have this fear in the back of our mind that we're going to lose them, you know, because they're not saved properly or in the cloud or whatever. And you don't really get to enjoy them that way. And so I work with lots and lots of families on this. Like if you can simplify your photo clutter and get rid of that, you'll see how many things you've already documented and realize going forward. I don't need to take this many pictures. I don't need this kind of, you know, crazy hoarding of the digital files and all of that. I can let go of some of that. Um, and so I think that is the, you know, the next big step, but it takes time. Um, you know, when I walk through this process with, with families, I actually have an online course. It's my most popular course because of photo clutters. Just so it's in all of us, it's in our pocket, right? But when I walk through with families, I really want them to realize that if you don't have any of these that you get to enjoy, that like you don't know where your photos are and you're not been, there's, there's no purpose to having them just on your phone. And so how can we get to a place where they're organized? So if you wanted to print a picture of your kiddo on their birthday from last year, you could go and find it. And how do we get to a place where you have less of it so that you can you can enjoy them more and you can make an album each year without feeling overwhelmed that it's going to take you hours and hours and hours to do. So I think those are, you know, some, some steps that we can take. And I know that I kind of went from like easiest of just writing down our intentions (laughs) to the hardest of actually going through that clutter and then moving forward with, with more intention. But I think that it's important that we get to a place where it just doesn't feel so big.
0: (laughs) No, I think those were all really great tips. I have a few thoughts. One of the things is that I do like to document somewhat the day to day or just say like, I don't always have to be like, Oh, here we were at the zoo. But if there are cute pictures that I see that I want to take, I will take the pictures and not post to social media. Then like, I'll I'll just keep them on my phone and then post them later that day so that I'm actually in the moment. I'm not on social media wasting, I guess, more time. So it's more of a like later gram, I guess. I don't want to interrupt you, but I
1: do want to make sure people know that I'm not saying any of that is wrong. Like we all have, you know, we all have our own. It's really when it becomes guilty for you, when you feel like You're just taking the picture because you want to prove yourself to other people, or you feel guilty because it's taking time away. That's when we need to really look at it, but it is not bad to want to, you know, share those things. And also a lot of us use Instagram or Facebook to remember those moments by, I think that's all okay. I just want everybody to find their comfort level with it and, and what really makes sense for them and isn't adding stress.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing that I was going to say is there's a an app. It's called Gemini, I believe, and you download it and it will show you what duplicates you have of a photo or if there are similar photos that you can choose the best one. I think that it's free for a certain period of time and then you have to pay for it. But it was so helpful to me at one point. I think it was last year during COVID. I had some extra time and I went through and, and it really helped me sort through and just make those maybe more hard choices. But I was also thinking, as you were saying, we have all these photos that we don't necessarily go back and look at it. It reminds me of the whole reason that I started pursuing minimalism that I'm sure a lot of my listeners have heard this story, but we were in my parents' basement, my husband and I, and he took a look around and he saw all these things that were in boxes that were once my dad's hard-earned work hours. And I think about the things that are in boxes in people's basements or that we store. And what's the point? Why are you storing things if you aren't going to use them? And so I think it's the same with photos. It's the same as those things in boxes. These are in boxes on our phone. And if you're not looking at them or putting them somewhere, I think what's the purpose in keeping so many, you know?
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And photos are hard. I mean, we know that right as, as we've decluttered stuff, photos are really hard because they hold like emotion and all kinds of stuff. But I think one thing that you can do to simplify, um, your photos pretty easily is if you go through and our phones are great at this because they already separate things usually by month. Right. And so if you go through and you literally just make a favorites folder for each month and just put your favorites in there, don't worry about having to get rid of anything, just make favorites folders. I do this on my external hard drive every month. We upload all the photos and I just make a favorites folder. And I'm to the point where I delete the rest of them, but you don't have to do that. But it, it kind of like puts that to the side where you're not going to look at it anymore. And then when you want a photo to print for your wall, you know, okay, I'm going to print just from my favorites folder. And you you don't have as many to go through, and it feels like way less stress. Um, and chances are, you'll never look at those other folders again. Like all the photos, you'll just look in your favorites. And if you're brave enough, you can delete them. If you're not, they can sit there, you know, and be stored on the side. It's just an easy way to start enjoying some of those photos. Where you know, every year I I just use those folders to make a photo book, and it's super easy. I literally just drag and drop just my favorites in. And then I don't have to go through a million. So there's things that you can do where you're still kind of storing it, but it's not, it's not as heavy, I guess, for you. Cause you're not looking through it every time or feeling like, man, I don't even know where a good picture of my kiddo is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's photos are definitely one of the last things I tell people to declutter. Once you get to that point to where you have so many wins under your belt, then you can attack it because that's something even now I have been practicing this life with less lifestyle um, for 10 years and photos are still, I always say the item isn't the memory you hold the memory, but pictures are such a representation of a moment in time. And so I think that that's why it's so difficult because it does feel so heavy. Like that moment is right there. So I totally get it.
1: Absolutely. I wanted to say one more thing, cause you yeah. brought up kind of like to document your days a mm-hmm. little bit and something I really don't want to forget are like the little moments kind of in between moments or the, Like just getting our shoes on in the morning and those big backpacks that are too big for your kids because they're, you know, the size of their whole body and walking to the car, like some of those little moments, but I don't want to have the stress of having to document those every day. So I try to just choose one day where I'm going to carry my camera around all day long and just snap some of those quieter moments, you know, reading a book, getting ready for school, brushing our teeth together And I do try to get in the frame for some of those. So whether it's like us folding laundry together and I set up a little tripod or, you know, just hold my phone out as far as I can and, and snap a quick picture. But sometimes, you know, rather than feeling like you have to document all the things all the time, maybe just choose one day where you really do try to document it all. And that will kind of ease that feeling of, you know, missing the moments because you've done it for a day and you've gotten a lot of those things in.
0: Well, Jenna, this was so wonderful. Yet again, I feel like you really practice what you preach when it comes to this stuff. And it's really evident in your lifestyle, just following along with you on social media. But where can listeners find you if they want to connect? Yeah. So my blog is the Simple Home Podcast. And similar to this podcast,
1: just talk a lot about simplifying areas, um, trying to give practical tips because we're all too busy to add more to our plate so just little things that we can change and tweak and see see how it works for our lifestyle. So that's the simple home podcast. Um you can find all the show notes and everything at my website which is at homewithkids.com. And if you're interested in photography or you live in Colorado, my photography website is jennaarvidson.com.
0: Perfect. Well, as we wrap up our conversation, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask each time. And the first one is what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA what is your minimalist moment of the week?
1: So right now I'm trying to simplify my routines a little bit. I often feel like most of my day is the routine type mundane stuff. And it's been crazy with you know the pandemic and just different routines with school and all kinds of things that I feel like i 've gotten kind of off track a little bit, so just my getting ready routine, um, you know getting us out the door in the morning, different things that we do every day i 've been really looking at like what 's what 's stressful and how can we how can we simplify it a little bit so I usually use a timer to do that, like time how long it 's taking me right now, and then think about like what can I cut out or what can I make make different. So, we've been doing that a little bit um as my kids have been doing it with me kind of
0: simplifying their routines a little bit. So, yeah, nothing nothing too exciting. <laughs> no, that's great. I love the timer idea. I should have been doing that all year long. <laughs> I figured out the thing that gets us behind is when I make pancakes in the morning. If I do that, I feel like we're always almost late every day and we're rushing out the door. So, now I'm like we're doing oatmeal most mornings. It was I go back and forth between the two and it's just pancakes are too time consuming. Yes. Yes, they
1: are. I agree. Anytime I try to do a hot breakfast, it's kind of like, oh man, (laughs) we got to get moving.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. My last question is what is something that you cannot stop talking about?
1: So recently I found a new podcast for my kids. So we do story time before bed. Um, but lately they've been really wanting to listen to podcasts as well. And so there's quite a few great ones out there. Stories podcast is one of our favorite and there's several, but we just found wow in the world Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's on every podcast player, but it's kind of a science math one. And so all three of my kiddos love it. They do funny ones um, about like body smells and then they do more serious ones about different math and stuff and they kind of do it in story form and my kids love it. They always learn something new and then they always have little kids on there that share their wows in the world. Um, and it's really cute things that they've kind of discovered in their own world. So my kids are loving that. So if they're happy at bedtime, I am.
0: So I love that right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. We like circle round. Have you listened to that one? Yes. Yes. We love that one too. Great. Well, Jenna, again, thank you so much for joining me again today. And I hope listeners head your way and I just appreciate your time. Uh Diane, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. And I just wanted
1: to say, I have now read your book twice all the way through and shared it with every friend I have. So if your listeners have not purchased it or bought it or gone to the library or whatever, yet, they definitely need to check it out because I have loved your tips and tricks in there.
0: Oh, well, thank you. That is really an honor to hear you say that. So thank you so much. What did you think of this conversation? I absolutely love having Jenna on the podcast and plan to have her back in the future. I feel like she always has the best things to say. And like I said at the end of the episode, I really do feel like she lives out the things that she tells her community and her audience that she has with the Simple Home Podcast. And honestly, I hadn't really been thinking about this topic until she brought it to my attention, but I hope it was encouraging to you. I hope it was challenging to you. And I'd love to know more of your thoughts. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.